0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now, here's your host, Dale Dixon.
1: Building strategic intelligence, welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. I help leaders be their best on stage and in front of the camera, and I'm a chief innovation officer for a Better Business Bureau. We're in the midst of a series of conversations around the book, Optimizing Strategy for Results, a Structured Approach to Make Your Business Come Alive. It is authored by Dr. Timothy uh, Waima. Also, Ron Price and Dr. Evans Baya, Optimizing Strategy for Results. Every executive acknowledges the importance of having a business strategy. But when it comes to creating and implementing a strategy for their organization, the how, the what of strategic planning becomes elusive. In this book, Optimizing Strategy, the authors Waima Price and Baya give leaders the tools, the processes, and the step-by-step instruction along the way. And so it has been a great series of conversations. If you are just listening to the podcast series, and this is the first episode you've dropped in on because it just was released, Uh, we recommend you go back. You'll learn more about the authors in previous episodes. You're going to learn about this six-stage process and how it's an ongoing process, something that is not just a go-off-site, have a three-day meeting, create a workbook, and then put it on a shelf never to be looked at again. That's not what this is about. It's the complete opposite. It's an ongoing uh, evolutionary process for strategic development inside your organization. So, gentlemen, Evans, Professor Tim, good to see you this morning as we record this.
0: Uh, nice to, see you, to see
1: you. And we're recording. Yeah. I'll let folks know we're recording all over the globe, so you can tell everybody where you're at. I'm in the northwest uh, United States. Professor Tim, where are you?
0: I am. I am in Nairobi, in Kenya, in
1: Africa. <laughs> and Evans,
2: I'm just outside Nairobi. Um... Uh, in, in Kenya as well. Okay. But uh, uh, but uh, maybe the next recording, I'll be in Idaho. You never know.
1: This is true. <laughs> Globetrotting. <laughs> all right, so this episode, we're diving into stage six. What are some of those key outcomes that we're looking for in this stage? What's the stage all about?
0: Yes, uh, this stage is about the previous stage, which was stage five was actually planning for execution of the strategy. (laughs) And we saw many, very many scorecards that we create at at the corporate level, at the level of the functions and the level of of, of employees. And this is the time to implement, to execute those scorecards and get results. So the 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 big outcome there is really results that you are looking for for the organization or for the business. Uh, it is the main thing. Uh, what I would add is that uh, monitoring and evaluation is a big part of this. Both monitoring and evaluation takes place throughout, but particularly, it is particularly important uh, for the sixth stage, which is about execution. Evans, you want to add something?
2: Yeah, so in this stage, in addition to what Prof I, uh, just mentioned, the, the major outcome, and output of this stage is the results. However, to get there, we have to think about uh, the following three or four things. Number one is now that you have uh, created the strategy and you have created these scorecards, the first thing in any execution is alignment. And that alignment comes through communication. So part of execution is communication. That's part one. The other one is integration of these workflows that you and uh, and this communication in some type of daily workflows or weekly or monthly workflows. These are predictable workflows. Everybody knows that this is what we are working on this week or this month. Uh, If you're a software company, for example, it's very easy because you're gonna come up with user stories and you know who is working on what every day. You can have scrums uh, as part of rhythm, which is the next step. But um, if you are a marketing team, the same thing, you have breakdown of work. So that integration of that planning becomes really important. This is, again, this is part of execution. It's no longer part of uh, planning, It's, uh, it's execution. The third thing I just already mentioned is rhythms, create some rhythms. One of the areas, going back to stage two, we talked about organizational discipline. And one of the indicators that the organization is disciplined is these rhythms are point of focus, right? You don't want to be, oh my goodness, today the most important thing is this. Tomorrow, whatever was important today is trash tomorrow. No, no, that's, we cannot be a reactive knee-jerk type of an organization. We need to create rhythms, and that rhythms allows you to create accountability, which is part of execution. Of course, there's the technical bits that, uh, even if you're an engineer, there's accountability. Even if you're a business developer, there's accountability. If you're an executive, there's accountability, but there is a rhythm around that, Um, weekly meetings, whatever you want to do. And the last piece is, going back to what Prof just mentioned, is continually evaluating this and then adjusting as we go. So uh, assuming you have this rhythm that says we meet every week and evaluate what we did last week and what we're working on uh, this week, we can say, guess what? Last week, based on what we were working on, we also learned or identified this gap Then you can make an adjustment. You don't want to wait until four or five months later when you come back and say, oh, by the way, did something go wrong? That should have been caught much earlier on through those rhythms. So that's all part of execution, regardless of the horizontal uh, level or the vertical level within the organization.
1: So let's break this, this concept of communication, the importance of communication in this stage down, because in the book, I mean, the, one of the first headings for the section is keep it simple. So you, you employ the, the KISS strategy, so to speak, right off the bat. Uh, but let, let's talk about the importance of simplicity as we are communicating what we're executing on.
0: Yes, uh, simplicity is very important because when we looked at uh, a lot of books on strategy, they a lot of they have a lot of jargons, and you want to avoid as uh, uh, those jargons as much as possible because you want to have effective communication. So you want to keep it simple. And actually, when we are developing this book, when you are writing this book, one of our guiding principles was we want to simplify the process of developing strategy. So jargons is one of the things that uh, uh, you must uh, get rid of as part of simplicity.
2: Yeah, we have jargons and technical terms. What is always very frustrating, and for many employees we have talked to across many organizations, is these technical terms that means nothing to them. Remember, we are trying to, everybody in the organization needs to own strategy. So we are trying to encourage, we are trying to ensure there's accountability throughout. But how can you make me accountable for something I don't understand? So keeping it simple is one of the barometers of accountability from management standpoint.
1: The the next step in that process is the repetition. Once again, it's not something that we share once in an all staff meeting and then shoo everybody away to go go to work. It's the repetition is important, constant or continual. I'll say continual reminders.
0: Yes, because uh, the more times you hear it, the the more you get it. Yeah. Uh, so we 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 actually say you must repeat this in as many forums as possible using different media. Uh, it is in your website, you are in a meeting somewhere, uh, uh, you are sending an email, uh, all kinds of forums. Uh, so repetition is important. Uh, there's a magic number seven, you hear it seven times, <laughs> you are likely to remember it.
1: And then in a, so as part of that repetition, I'm guessing you have specific messaging that you're cascading through the organization, um, but also it's specific to the audience. So there are the um, we've got leaders in the organization, we have employees in the organization, we might have a board of directors in the organization. Mm-hmm. All of them are going mm-hmm. to need some type of specific messaging on that continual basis. Let's talk about how to be uh, thoughtful and intentional about that?
2: You know, Dale, that, that is a really powerful, uh, powerful concept and a principle which says uh, messaging is not only contextual uh, to the message itself, but is also great communication is contextual to the audience. And uh, so you have to think of the life of the audience uh, before you actually think of a life of your own. I like to think of this like a, a product. Strategy, now you have this this plan that you have developed through the first five stages, and now you're about to execute. Think of that as a product. Think of that as a new gadget that you just made, uh, you came up with, and and a new iPhone. Think about a new iPhone. How do you actually market that to your board of directors? How do you market that to the executives? How do you market that to your... Um, line managers and middle managers, how do you actually um, market those to the different uh, forms uh, vertically, but also horizontally? How do you market that product or that message to your finance team? How do you man- uh, market the same thing to your technology team? You're in technology or in, uh, in your ag or field team or your customer supporting. We have to do these metrics and you have to do the hard work as leaders of actually breaking that down and identifying what is important. When I go talk to a level two manager in customer service, what is important to them? And the reason is be- that is important is because in the box of customer manager management or customer m- management department, there is a strategic contribution. So you have to communicate to them in a way they not only understand, in a way that not only you repeat it, but in a way that they can be able to identify their daily work through their contribution to strategy. Therefore, in this messaging, crafting mm-hmm. the right message by position vertically and horizontally cannot be under-emphasized. It actually needs to be a critical part of a strategic communication and of course execution.
1: In this concept of communication and, and talking about the approach being continual, let's talk about momentum and maintenance and keeping keeping the ball rolling, so to speak. Um, the, the heading in the book is maintaining focus over time. And because it's easy to get caught up and you've alluded to it a little bit, but it's easy, get caught up in the urgency of the moment, something happens, there's a new crisis, there's a new emergency, something's happening and it can take our eye off the ball, so to speak, when it comes to staying on course, especially in the communication arena. So let's dive in. What does maintaining focus and that consistency look like over time?
2: There are multiple tools. Number one is, remember communication, as we already said, has to be intentional from the beginning. So with that in mind, you will need three things. Number one, you will need the message itself that is contextualized, we already said that. Number two, you have to have the ambassadors. Okay, number three, you need to have the right tools. Okay, so let's talk about the ambassadors. That's that's uh, that's something that we brought into the book a little bit, but uh, it's important for us to dig into this. You have to have strate- strategy owners, and those strategy owners may be, uh, of course, the managers who are accountable to results, but you may have others who are outside the de- particular department, and those people, their job is to always bring the f- strategic objectives, goals, tactics, into the forefront of everybody's mind as they work. And so those, those people becomes really critical because they're the ones that listen and they hear and they see, they can look at behaviors, they can, as they can see how people are listening and go, we may need to change this so that people get it, uh, things like that. So those ambassadors become really important and I encourage uh, head of strategy and leaders <coughs> to meet with those ambassadors once in a while uh, just to get uh, the sense of uh, how people are interpreting the different uh, strategic objectives. The, 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 that piece is even more important. A tool. This is a tool that for tracking results, but also a tool for communication, but also a tool for feedback. Oh, you asked me, we, we are supposed to contribute 10% uh, towards uh, better customer service this year as a department. Uh, we have started these initiatives, but we are not sure. Could you help us do that? That's, for example, a tool. It can be a chat, whatever it is going to be um, uh, uh, no, a chatting tool, whatever it's going to be a feedback mechanism. So that is continuous engagement. You're always creating momentum, but everybody has a way of providing real time feedback and real-time questions and suggestions so that that feedback is never actually lost. And uh, the most important thing on communication is, is uh, both both people have to be experts, right? The experts of the, what needs to be done and the experts of those who are doing the work and those need to be aligned. And that is really important. That's why you need those three things. Message, you need a boss and you need tools. Hmm. C-
0: can I add that uh... It's very important to to recognize that uh, the communication is not just one way. You must uh, allow for feedback from the the people you are communicating with, the recipients of your messages. And therefore it should be a two-way communication. Secondly, uh, we talked about rhythms. If we establish, for example, we shall review the execution of our strategy every month or every two weeks, those are Those are forums for communication. Uh, You remind everybody our strategy is about this and we are reviewing this particular bit of our execution. And we also mentioned that uh, communication is actually throughout all the seven stages. Although we are talking about communication during execution, we have communication in all the other stages. And if you look at our model, uh, it shows that uh, communication is, is an integral part of every stage.
1: And that feedback, let's talk more definitively about that feedback and evaluation model that's detailed in this chapter because it's an important opportunity, especially for leaders to keep a finger on the pulse of what's happening inside the organization and everything else. so so dive into the importance of feedback you and you talked about it, Evans, but also as it relates to evaluating the strategy on an ongoing basis, which really creates, which makes this really the living, organism that it is?
2: As as far as feedback is concerned, my view and our view as as we, we were looking through this in terms of execution, continuous feedback is leaders best kept secret during execution. Show me a leader whose organization is quiet. And I will show you a leader whose organization is hoping that they will get it right. Show me a leader who actually encourages and is involved. I did not say micromanagement, is involved in seeking, receiving, and actually supporting feedback. And I'll show you an organization that is actually executing intentionally, purposely, in a high level of accountability towards an agreed upon result. Mm So this feedback becomes the secret for the leader.
1: If you walk away with one thing from this podcast, that's it right there, the importance of it. Professor Tim.
0: And and Del, uh, I I want to add that uh, really the feedback must be honest from both sides. It must be honest from the recipient of the message. It must be honest from the giver, uh, the (laughs) transmitter of the message, uh, because that honesty is very important. Otherwise, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end up with the wrong results uh,
2: at the end of the day. Actually, let me jump in there with an example. We, we have a, a client uh, that we worked with. And in this case, the client is used to a bottom-down approach. I say you do. Only come to me if things are really broken. And if you know, I'm going to be disappointed. End of story. So the guys would wait until a month before they meet with this leader or even when the leader calls, he's not asking to understand, he's not seeking to understand, he just wants to know, give me an an update of where things are because I said you should be working with us. And the truth is what happens is because there is no forum, there is is no uh, rhythm. What happens if things go wrong? Now people don't feel that they have the environment, or the psychological safety, even physical safety, even career safety, to be able to express mm-hmm. what is not working or what needs to be changed. And so we we went and asked some leaders within the organization, uh, "What are you working on?" They would tell me, "They would, I'm working on this." But then, as an outsider, I would ask the question, "But is in?" Could you have done this? Could you have also thought of this? Uh, And the answers were anything like, this is what the leaders told us, that's what we're doing. The second one, another example would be, we were never allowed to give our suggestions, so therefore we just did what we needed to do, even if we knew it is not the best way. Or the last one is, by the way, uh, I, I, if, I, if I were me doing it, I would do it this way. It would be cheaper, faster, and better. But uh, because even the leader is not here for us to talk about it, uh, we just do it. So in that case, what we found was initiatives that could cost a million dollars were costing a uh, million dollars. Three weeks were costing twenty million dollars. Two years. Feedback is a secret to great leadership and communication during execution.
1: As we com- come to a close with stage six, any other tools or things that, that either of you would like to highlight?
0: I think we have talked about uh, most of them. Uh, the, the integrating of uh, scorecards into daily operations is really key. And the, the continuous monitoring and evaluation really are key to getting results. And of course, uh, continuous communication and feedback, honest
2: feedback. I was just going to make one last comment on this stage. Again, from a leadership standpoint, it's easy to measure when things are kept not only simple, but there is focus, as we talked about rhythms. But I'm talking, I'm referring to focus in a different way. You cannot expect leaders, uh, 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 your teams, to be working on 50 different initiatives and they will keep everything straight you will, they will keep everything disciplined. They will keep, uh, they will give their best effort. So leaders work very hard, not only to keep the messaging and communication simple, but as you plan the work, try to break it down into simple, relevant, most relevant activities and objectives, removing distractions so that teams can focus. And the more they focus, the faster they will get you to the results and they can work on the next thing. So that is another area in terms of um, um, uh, discipline that is required during execution. So that's the only other thing I wanted to add. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you for your time on this stage six from the book, Optimizing Strategy for Results, Evans Bayer. Uh, Professor Tim Waema, we appreciate your uh, your insight on this chapter. This podcast is a fantastic parallel and partner to the book, so that's the the exact purpose of it. Our listeners, if you would do us a huge favor, go and rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. Be sure you're subscribed, so as stage seven, the next episode drops, it'll be sure to alert you to that, and you'll be able to and you won't miss that. You can find this book anywhere books are sold, Optimizing Strategy for Results. And also, you can find more. I'll let you gentlemen give the websites you would prefer folks to find you at or the social media channels um, if you're active there. But if, Evans, people want to get involved with you, see what you're up to, the best web address would be.
2: OptimizingStrategyForResults.com. You will find um, even more materials from the book, not only this podcast and this content we are sharing today, but other templates, other framework use cases. Um, you will see what Prof, uh, Ron, myself, what we are working on. It's a great destination. Optimizing strategy for resorts.com.
1: All right. Are you active on LinkedIn, anywhere else that folks can find you if they want to make contact?
2: Yes, both of us are very active on LinkedIn and also Optimizing Strategy for Results has a LinkedIn page. So you can also go like us there. And by the way, on LinkedIn, you can find us there. We have a LinkedIn page called Optimizing Strategy for Results. And in that, we also have Community of Practice page, where we are actually inviting practitioners and professionals in strategy from all around the world. We have more than 60 members in in that already and it's growing fast. So if you're interested in this topic of strategy, join us there and you can participate. We post questions, discussions on LinkedIn, a great destination as well.
1: Anything to add, Professor Tim?
2: No, no,
0: no. You, uh, Evans has
1: covered it. All right. Well, with that, we'll wrap this episode up. We'll uh, talk to you gentlemen about stage seven as we come to a completion of this series in the next episode. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader podcast. Find more
1: online, thecompleteleader.org.